Hi, I'm John Sullivan with 401k Specialist, and this is the 401k Specialist Podcast. According to Peter Malouk, 401k plans are expensive and overly complex. While he's a major advocate for the retirement savings vehicle, he nonetheless feels there's plenty of room for improvement. His dogged determination and holistic approach as president of wealth management firm Creative Planning has made it one of the largest independent firms in the nation, with almost $50 billion in assets. He recently made a statement with his acquisition of America's Best 401k, a low-cost provider looking to disrupt the D.C. space. We asked him about the acquisition, industry innovation overall, and what's next for employer-sponsored plans. Um, Peter, we cover the 401k and retirement space and see many 401k advisors getting into wealth management, but you're going the opposite direction with your recent acquisition of America's Best 401k. What are the benefits, Peter, as a large RIA of moving from wealth management into the 401k space? Well, you know, starting in 04, when we really got going, I think within six months we were doing 401ks. We could have got our first 401k plan by accident. And and then we had a, an advisor that, that joined that really helped take it to new heights. But we'd always had it as part of our practice. It's just been less than 10% of our practice historically. We really escalated in the, in, in the most recent years. Um, as we've gotten larger, we've gotten a lot more opportunities and we've committed a lot more resources to growing out in that space. Interesting. You know, we hear so much about a holistic approach to planning to the point where it's now almost cliche, Peter. But that approach has been responsible in part, at least, for how you've grown so far and so fast. So how does the 401k fit into the holistic approach for which you're known? Well, if you think about most Americans, their biggest asset is their house. Their second biggest asset is their 401k. So people fortunate enough to have wealth, it tends to be their home or the or their 401k or a combination of those two things. So if you want to meet people while they're accumulating wealth, um, you, you want to help them in the 401k space. And then if they retire or switch jobs, you're there to potentially talk to them about the private side of things. And so really, if you're, if you're really into private wealth management, really managing the overall wealth of a household, you can't ignore the 401k side because for most, it's a very big part of things. So it's a natural extension of a private wealth practice. Understood. With 401k investing, we always uh, are trying to make it easy for participants through the auto enrollment and similar innovation. It doesn't have to be complicated. And you recently tweeted about 401k investing basics. Uh, can you just run through those real quick? Well, I think there's it's we we always love we love to get in the weeds about 401ks, but at the end of the day, people need to save. They need to save regularly. And the earlier they save, the better. A lot of people wait for their cash flow to improve or they get older or they start to think about retirement. And of course, the very, very best time to start saving is today. And that's only because yesterday is no longer available. Right. And even if someone can only save a little bit, just getting in that habit, that systemic habit of doing it uh, is, is an incredible thing. If you're a, a business owner, you're doing your employees a service. If you, if you make it where they start out enrolled and have to opt out and you're doing them a service if every year their contributions increase a little bit. If you're a participant, you want to contribute as much as you can as early in the year as possible. Uh, if there's an employer match, you want to be careful that you don't lose that match. So kind of the, the, way the, the most technical way to look at it would be to contribute as much as you can as early in the year as possible without losing the match, which you could figure out with a short you know, uh, conversation with your HR director. And I think that all of those things really help and then keeping your costs down in the 401k, picking index funds or lower cost funds, making sure if you buy four things, they're not all in the same Morningstar box. You know, don't, don't buy four large cap value funds. Try to spread it around. And uh, if you're younger, focus on stocks for the long run. 
Uh, have you seen any innovation in the space, the 401k space uh, specifically, that really excites you at this point, Peter? Is there anything that we've come across that truly does make it easier? Well, I think that I think 401ks are overly confusing uh, for employers and participants. They're overly complex, over, overly burdensome. There's too many parties involved. It's too expensive. Right. So I, what I like is we're seeing a trend towards streamlining these services where you can maybe get to one or two. You know, If you're a business owner, you can go to one or two places to get the plan done right. We're seeing a decline in costs. We're seeing an improvement. Uh, in a, a migration towards fiduciaries that advise in this space, but we have a long way to go. Really, there should be it should be very very simple. Like when we acquired America's Best, you know, you go online, you fill out some questions, and you have a full fiduciary. Your costs almost always are substantially lower. Uh, the plan is very easy for participants to understand. That should be the norm uh, in the industry, and at that point, we'll have made some real progress. The private wealth side's uh, you know maybe five ten years ahead of the four hundred one k space in that regard. Is the low fee argument getting through finally? It is, and I think partially getting through because of litigation. Like if you start to look at these bigger companies, every week there's a headline of one of them being sued by participants, usually not over fees, usually over proprietary funds or a conflict that the advisor had with funds, but sometimes because there's a fund in there that just costs more uh, than another fund that does the same thing. And so I think that that is causing business owners to pay more attention, which is causing advisors that focus in that space to do a little bit better. And I think that's a, it's a trend that's moving slower than I would expect, um, but it's moving in the right direction. Have you seen a massive freakout from clients about COVID and the resulting volatility? Or are they better educated today than in markets past? Are they staying the course? And is that message getting through? No, I think there was a complete and total freakout. I think Fidelity released a study that most clients over a certain age, I can't remember what it was, uh, went partially or entirely to cash during that period. It was just kind of a stut stunning to read about. Um, but I think that, no, a huge, huge amount of outflow in the markets happened in March and April, particularly in March. A lot of that happened in the 401k space, coming out of stocks and going to cash or bonds. I think it's just the same behavioral mistakes happening over and over and over again. It's it's really you know very tough because you have these participants they do the right thing every paycheck uh, for you know seventeen twenty thirty years and then make one mistake and permanently lose you know a decade's worth of saving. It's unfortunate to see. I do think that that four hundred and one k providers that provide more education uh, are doing their participants a service because it's it's clear that the more someone's educated, the more they understand how markets work. Uh, the less likely they are to make that fatal mistake. Well, that's depressing. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's depressing. <yeah. laughs> um, it is what it is, though. I mean, it's just the same thing every time, you know? Yep. It's uh, Human Nature 101, right? Yep. So, yep. Are you seeing them specifically then tap their retirement accounts as a result of the CARES Act? I think we saw a lot of people tap their retirement accounts. A lot of people stopped contributing. A lot of people moved uh, to cash or to bonds. Uh, a lot of people um, took out loans. Um, just we saw a lot of kind of decimation in, in the 401k space. Now I, I just, you know, we have tens of thousands of participants I'm, I'm guessing that are, are using us in creative planning. And I know that we have had a very few, huge spike in all of those. And we're providing a huge amount of education, you know, podcasts, letters, in-person meetings, annual reviews with all of these participants and their employers. And so for us to see a spike of, you know, negligible to something you can notice, it gives you an idea of what's happening across the, was happening across the industry with participants. You know, and, and this week, Bloomberg released an article that 
people shouldn't be saving in 401ks at all. It was full, full of just a tremendous amount of disinformation, but you could see that narrative gaining some steam as well, unfortunately. And we as an industry are definitely combating that. We wrote a piece in response to that, and we got uh, a response to our response from the author. And uh, we had a little back and forth, which was fascinating. But um, just the misconceptions um, and just outright falsehoods that were underlying the article were stunning to see. That was amazing. I, I didn't see your response. I'm going to have to look at that, and I'm glad that some people are, are addressing that and, and getting in front of that before it gains too much steam. He backed down. We were very proud of that. So That's good. That's great. You should be. So, um, you've warned recently of a few concentrated positions uh, really driving returns in the major indexes um, or indices, I guess I should say. We know it's an issue, but we, we're, we've, we're surprised by just how stark it is. Um, why is the danger heightened now? Well, I, th I think the issue is there's always a few stocks that really um, drive an index's performance, but they're usually scattered across different industries, and so we don't notice them so much. So I think if you're looking at your a, a fund in your 401k or you're talking with an advisor in the 401k and you go, oh, I'm comparing you to the S&P 500 and the S&P 500 you know, did better than you, so I'm going to make changes, that can be a very big mistake because the S&P 500 is the United States and it's only large cap. And 22% of the returns in that space come from just five stocks, the FANG stocks, right? And, and with Microsoft. And then if you go over to the NASDAQ, it's you know, almost half or, or over half that are coming from just those those five stocks. And so you can think, oh, that those those indexes um, are driving everything. I'm going to put all my money there. But there are very long periods of time where large U.S. stocks are going to underperform. 2000 to 2010, they earned zero. So we never know what those next five or 10 companies that are going to drive the return is going to be. That's part of the benefit of indexing. I'm even a believer if you're going to own large U.S. stocks to own the index, but I wouldn't take all my assets in all the other spaces, you know, international and real estate and so on, and throw them into the S&P 500 and expect that that's going to do better than having a diversified portfolio over the long run. There's a lot of eggs in just a few, a few stocks there, and I think most people don't realize that. Great. We wrote a piece in January about uh, the merger and acquisition market mania and how it was just on fire and how long it was going to last. And I think it lasted about three weeks and then COVID hit. So, right. <laughs> um, right. you know, we're wondering where it is now, Peter. Well, I think it's hotter than ever right now. Everyone kind of right. came out of, out of COVID-19 and it's just, you know, amped, amped way up. I think the reason it's amped up is there's certain things that drive this. One is the private equity money in the space. Two, lower interest rates, you know, heightened valuations just like they do with real estate. Um, third, I think now you've got business owners realize that bad things can happen. You know, we've gone over a decade with nothing bad ever happening. And so a business owner could just say, well, I'll just hold on to my 401k business for an extra year and it'll just be bigger. Well, it's a reminder that, well, maybe not, you know, maybe, maybe five years from now it will be less. And so someone who is contemplating maybe exiting might be thinking, well, unless I'm ready to do this for five more years, I should probably exit. So you have more sellers coming to the table. The buyers, many of whom are leveraged, uh, you know, had, had COVID-19 and the market stayed down, you know, from March through the end of the year, many of them would have collapsed or certainly stopped acquiring, but they dodged a bullet with the Fed intervention and the market recovery. And now they're back at the table. So you have, you know, buyers all ready to go and you've got a lot more people selling in the market. I think a lot of people also realize this space is going to consolidate very, very quickly and fees are going to come down very fast. That's driven a lot more people uh, to sell too. At Creative Planning, we've done uh, 12 acquisitions over the last 12 months, and we did half of them from March uh, through May. So during the during the COVID-19 uh, crisis, so we never really stopped. And I, I see us, you know, continuing, and we're actually 
uh, starting to look back at the 401k space as the next place to go for us. Yeah, I was wondering about that, kind of what you need to round out your business there. And it's going to be a heavy concentration of 401k? Well, you know, we've, you know, as we talked about earlier, since 04, we've had a, a, an offering in-house and it tended to focus on uh, retirement plans that were 2 million to 100 million. And we look at America's Best, America's Best is more startups or low balance plans. And um, that was a great addition for us because we could cover that whole spectrum. Well, now that we've got the bases covered, what we're really trying to do is just expand the offering and expand not the services, but the number of people that we have engaging the number of clients and just broaden our, our 401k practice um, to the next level or two. And so you can expect to see us do some things here uh, in the coming 18 months, I think, heading in that direction. Peter, that's exactly what we needed. Thanks so much. We really appreciate your time. 